the sun dips beneath the snowy mountain tops, reprobates of all types tuck into endless shots of puke-inducing liquor and chimneys puff smoke from the warming fires below. We've made our way to the Log Cabin podcast studio for yet another edition of the Apre. Hey Tim, hey Jenny, Woo! how you doing? Hello, hurrah. Yes. We're doing it, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't have um, a very good track record of actually turning up. But uh, no, lovely to see you both again a week later. This is nice. Uh, Tim, what are you up to? Yeah, well, I think on, you'll Tim. find that the, the, win- the winter never stops, does it? The winter rolls mm. on. Winter is coming, said Jon Snow. And uh, it's two for two. <laughs> Last week, the cabin opened its doors to TV's Adam Gendel. And this week, we, um, I mean, we didn't have to get anything ready. We didn't have to dust anything off. We're back in the, podca- in the podcast cabin. Uh, I've just snowboarded here. Oh, <laughs> oh you absolute dude. What's it like, Go man? Then. Where are you? Tell us. Fill us in. Guys, guys, I've only had one day, so it hasn't been incredible, mm. but it has been brilliant. One day um, is better than no day. Remember that days. first day of the season? Well, this is it. And you know the first day of the season when you get to go snowboarding and everything kind of really hurts? Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Mm. It really hurt. But I had a really <laughs> good time. Um, I went to Flakau Winkel. Flacco riding around. Um, I'm actually going to be working on an event called Spring Battle, where I'm replacing the always brilliant uh, Henry Jackson, friend of the podcast, Henry Jackson. Friend of the podcast, yes, that you all, he's been on. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I can't say why, but I'm replacing him at Spring Battle. Um, so yeah, went went to meet the guys, take a look around, met up with old time pro Gary Greenshields that um, still snowboards as though he's literally on the verge of dying which is still nice to see <laughs> and uh, yeah it was really good it's been snowing it's been good have you actually ridden some pow pow well it was crusty bit of side okay. piece but yeah but a lot of piece bashing couple of runs leg leg burning and it, it was really good I had a really really fun time and Flacco actually amazing place to, to be shredding around so whilst Tim's cool. like having a Great time and wonderfulness. What are you doing, Jenny? What are you up to? You're just covered in sick and poo, aren't you? Still, <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I I am excited that my uh, little boy is planking. He basically just planks. <laughs> thing. I saw he, a, you sent him a photo of us of him doing the downward dog. I know. Your little boy doing the downward dog today. Yeah, in his cot though. That's when he was meant to be asleep. Yeah. So yeah, it was all about trying to understand sleep at the moment with him. But it's funny. That's mostly what I've been doing. I'm nowhere near the snow, and it is so nice to hear about it and talk about it. I'm I, I, I'm starting to feel a little bit what Ollie feels like. Yeah. Must be when like it's ten times. <laughs> it's ten times worse for you though. Like, and you, uh, well, uh, and she's actually been snowboarding this winter already, know, which yeah. makes it even worse. You know, she's missing it when she forgets <laughs> that she's been. Do you know? I was in I was in London all of last week, and it started snowing, and I was like, "Ooh, this is this is exciting!" And it was like the worst, most terrible snow. It's that snow that just sort of brushes the floor and then just goes back up again <laughs> you know, oh, yes. <laughs> it's getting really excited <laughs> just seeing these little oh. tiny flakes of snow that was um that was depressing well well i'm here in lax for the lax open i arrived today henry jackson actually drove me over uh, we've arrived met up with ed lee um uh, old friend old time pro actually knows of uh, jenny jones uh, ben benson mm. i've seen he's an old aerial skier from back in the day he's going to be working on the tv direction and actually the, there's uh, somebody dropping by the podcast shortly who i think you'll both know also here in lax so he should be along any moment but um yeah lax is looking good very excited and actually the broadcast <laughs> uh, me and eddie are going to be on commentary duty so so yeah, when, when's it so you'll be able to live vicariously when's it all kicking off where do people go come on let's just get all that I, can i just say this is one of my favorite contests i absolutely love it so me and ed on commentary duty um doing the live doing the english speaking commentary mm. um german and french options are available uh and I believe we're going to be live uh, on your screens Friday and Saturday. And okay. Sunday with the freestyle skiing. Friday, Saturday okay. and Sunday we were... Oh, how's that go? Fr- no. 
we were making love. How's it, Tim? You're good at this. You do a whole show about yeah, it. Yeah, it's Craig David. Yeah, no, we know that. Seven yeah, days. but what's the Friday, Saturday, yeah. and Sunday? What do they do on those days? Um, uh, Monday took her for a Don't drink you, on Tuesday. Tuesday. We were making, we were love, making love by Wednesday, Wednesday and Thursday, and Friday and Saturday. Chilled on Sunday. Didn't have the stamina. Okay, so Friday, Didn't Saturday, absolute load. And then Sunday, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, uh, listen, um, before we get to the news, we've had some voice notes. Whee! Whoa! Um, play them, play them, play them. Yeah, chill out. Um, so, uh, Jenny, you put the request out. Where can people leave voice notes, Jenny? Oh, you no. can leave them in Instagram. Leave your voice note on Instagram. Now? Didn't know you could Instagram, do that. Instagram, absolutely. You, I do know now. At the at, the at Pod, go to Instagram, you can leave your voice note. Like Lynn! I'm j- or... Or, or I was going to just say very quickly, you can also send them to Ollie, 0796 344 You were so close to my number. You were close to my number then. The first... Was I really? Because that was actually a, just a pure f- guess. Was it the first... 07961, you got right. That would oh, be... 0796... That was really What weird. would you get on the lottery really for that? Four numbers in the lottery. That's like, you'd win loads. Anyway. So this, this one is from Lynn, who sent this voice note. In a collaboration with Ingham's and Snowcamp, Lynn and James are on their way to Livigno in Italy in two weeks' time. And that is because I signed up to be a regular donating member of Snowcamp and Ingham's very kindly donated a voucher for one of the people that signed up at the Ski and Snowboard show. And I was the very lucky winner. And I'm off to Italy, thanks to all the recommendations for the people that listened to the Apro pod and responded to the Instagram story. So there we go. Hopefully the first bit wasn't too embarrassing, but you did ask for sort of cinema style things. Can't even remember what that's called now. I'm going to end it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You said do it in a cinema style. And, um, yeah, you did. Lim- Lim- movie trailer style. style. Movie trailer style. Yeah, movie, movie trailer. Yeah, yeah. In a land not so far away. Thanks, Lynn. That was lovely. Two women. One snowboard. Oh, I thought you could say two women. One holiday. One cup. No. Oh, why would you? Uh, <laughs> Literally lost two followers. Yeah. Good one, Ollie. For fuck's <laughs> Unbelievable. Right, let's get to the news. No, wait, there's another voice note. No. Shut up with your news. I like Oh, okay, let's one. go, let's go. This one's from Duncan Allen. I haven't listened to this one yet. Here we go, from Duncan Allen. Jesus, surprise me in rehearsals, Ollie, not when we're live. Hello, the Apro Pod. It is uh, Dunk here, currently out in Whistler, living the, uh, the season air dream. Currently working as a maintenance technician for a property management company, which is a pretty exciting and is helping to, to fund the lifestyle out in uh, one of the most overpriced places in the world, I'm going to say. Um, the snow has been pretty questionable so far. We didn't have anything worth shouting out, shouting about before Christmas. Uh, but finally, come January, we've had a couple of 30 centimetre plus powder days, which have been pretty sick. Uh, I'd say the best thing about the season so far is I've bought a new board and it absolutely rips. Uh, so I've been uh, yeah doing a couple of little cliff drops and stuff like that, and it's uh, getting pretty exciting. Um, I know Jenny definitely did a season out here back in the day. I was just wondering uh, if any of you guys had uh, any tips or tricks of what to look out for in Whistler. I'd uh, love to hear them. But yeah, keep it real. Love the pod. And yeah, can't wait to hear some more episodes. It's over to you two then. Tips and tricks for well, Whistler. Well, can I just say, he, did he listen to the podcast last week? Because what did Adam Gendel say about his favourite thing his favourite thing in Whistler was um, Black Black the, Home the Lift. The, Black what was Home it? Lift Solar Coaster, Solar which Coaster. I, as an absolute nerd that I am, went and Googled <laughs> the Solar Coaster yeah. and it's no longer there. Oh. Oh, that's a bit like where I used to work. I don't think it's no, it's no longer there. So I would recommend him to go to Jenny, Bigfoot, Jenny, Bigfoot soon, Donuts. Soon, Jenny, none of us will be here. <laughs> Oh come on, Jesus Christ! Can you give him some proper tips? <laughs> give him, give him tip, what tips does he want? I mean, well, he's the man's there. living his best life. Listen, he's out there and whist- he's loving he's it. He's asked you both, not me. I've never been there. He's asked you for tricks and tips. He knows about the hot tubbing. He's a hot tub technician, so he knows yeah. about that stuff. Uh, go on. Oh, he knows about that. Yeah, go on. What about? Um, okay, well, my tip is this. Back, I'll jump in here, stuff, Jenny, Tim. while you think. Um, my tip is. Actually, as good as Whistler and Blackcomb is, it can get very busy. We've all seen those hideous lift lines on social media. I would absolutely say get in a car, get on the bus, head down 
to Vancouver and go and ride at... Cyprus, is it? Cyprus, Mount Cyprus. They do night skiing down at Mount Cyprus. And if you get a good, cold, clear night, you can ride on the on the um, floodlit pistes yeah. overlooking Vancouver. You can see all the city lights. It's like riding in Star Wars and it's so much fun. Isn't that also where um, they've got the awesome airbag set up as well? Um, Have that like in, for the Canadian team, and and I'm sure other people can go and use it. But uh, yeah, but also um, going sledding. No, is that not a good tip? Didn't we used to, used to go and do that quite a lot in black? I didn't do that in Whistler as much, but you did, Tim, didn't you? Um, I actually didn't. No, I used to do quite a lot. I was quite oh, Mount vale. Seymour. You did it, Mount in vale. Seymour. That's the. Uh, that's the resort. Mount Seymour uh, is the other one. You've got Mount Seymour and Cyprus just outside of Vancouver, North Vancouver. Um, and yes, you're right. I used to ride my ski do a lot in Vale. Oh, sorry. Well, okay, wrong place. <coughs> cheers, Duncan, Check. for that. Yeah. Cheers for your cheers for your message. We also we've we've got a couple of questions as, in, as well from our, our Discord channel, and this goes out to you two because you know more about this stuff than I do. Uh, Mike B has a question for you, right? So it's a bit of a gloomy one. He says, but with the imminent closure of Glasgow Escape. Oof. Right, citing rising costs, a two-hour pass hitting forty-five quid at other fridges. His words: "Is the UK dome scene about to burst?" He says, "P.S. Love the pod. Keep frothing." What do you think? Um, oh, that just made me feel ever so sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, don't get sad. No, no is the answer. No, does he yeah. ride at Snowdome yeah. on Tuesday nights? Tamland sessions on a Tuesday night are absolutely pumping. You've got the next generation of Groms coming through and ripping. I took the kids on Wednesday night, actually last Wednesday night, for their first ever snowboard lesson. Oh, I saw that! They can already ski. Mate, the place was rammed Wednesday afternoon after school. Full session, kids learning. So whilst, yes, it's not cool that the snow domes are closing down in Glasgow, I've got no idea why it's closed down, although I do have it on very very good authority, that they groom that slope every night and it's pristine because if they don't groom it, it will solidify to ice and the, f- the, ro- the floor will collapse down into the shops below. So they're still grooming <laughs> the snow dome in Glasgow. It's still like primo good to go. But yeah, um, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen with that. But so, as so far snow- as the other snow domes, I think they're still rocking. Tamland, do it. And then you can get your photo in front of Adam Gendel can't you under the tunnel yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. speaking of which katie barney has got in touch and she says she would love some recommendations for new ski and snowboard films uh especially ones that aren't too serious because she loved here hold my kid and i'll chat with gendall last week Ooh. oh so what you got? i was gonna say here hold my kid <laughs> um oh i ask someone in the room to ask someone who's cooking dinner Tim. yeah go on who's cooking who's cooking dinner ask him. Think- oh we've got I know in that the, they will definitely know. We've got a celebrity chef cooking dinner. Yeah. Um, hey, Ed Lee off of BBC Ski Sunday. Stop what? it. I thought it, yeah, was, Jack- I thought it was Henry Jackson. <laughs> no, Ed, we've had a message in very quickly. What should? Uh, what is the best ski or snowboard movie to watch this season? Other than Adam Gendel and John Overy's Here, Hold My Kid, to get yourself stoked to go snowboarding. That aren't too serious. Ooh, this is a tough one. Um... That aren't too person. serious. That aren't They've got too to be serious. Not too serious. So a little bit more playful. That's a tough one. Playful ones. Um, that depends. If you're really into smoking weed, Brown Cinema. Uh, the Brown. I think it's Knights of the Brown Table. Best one I've seen. It got me so stoked, and it's got that ridiculous pillow run. Like the longest pillow oh, yeah, run yeah, in the yeah. world with Austin Sweet and Travis Rice. Yeah. An amazing Red Gerard section is the Quicksilver film sequencer. There you okay. go. So I haven't strong. seen it. There it is, Katie. There you go. From the man. Thanks, Ed. Can you get back to that doll, please? Because we're, we're all getting really hungry. Oh, you, you, we're going up in the world, Ed Lee. It's my like salsa, it. and it's my signature recipe. <laughs> you do one onion for every three tomatoes, a good glug of olive oil, red onions, not white onions, a uh, good handful of coriander, half a lemon uh, juice, lots of salt, and then chilies to Oof, taste. Fantastic. That good. That sounds lovely. You got there two for one. Not only did you get a video recommendation, you also got a recipe, courtesy of Edley. So uh, you are welcome. They are, Katie. Right, should we do the news? Yeah. Let's do the news. Well, what the hell has been going on since last week? Well, with little 
to no pomp and ceremony. Ski Sunday arrived back on our screens. Ed and Shemi are back, bringing skiing action to your two up, two down in uh, Clitheroe. Now, two shows are back up on the iPlayer. We didn't mention it, did we? We didn't mention Ski Sunday, and we're like big fans. Um, but there are two up on the iPlayer now as we record this. But Ski Racing from Adelboden and Vengen, you've got Ed's Tips and Tricks. And actually, by the time you're listening to this, there will be another one up with all the best action from the Lax Open and Amir Brooks Report, friend of the podcast, Claxon. <laughs> In ski racing news, Alexander Kilder, he's going to be out for the season after a horror smash at the bottom of the Wengen downhill course. The 21-time World Cup winner is said to have cut his calf, dislocated his shoulder and bruised some ribs, but thankfully no broken bones, so should make a full recovery. And finally, for those of us that think snowboarding isn't quite expensive enough already... Mm. White Space, oh, yeah. yeah, that's Sean White's own snowboard brand, have just released a brand new model in collaboration with Montclair. And you'll all be pleased to know it's uh, how much, Ollie? How much is Montclair it? Montclair are a very expensive brand. I know that much. Um, oh, I don't know. <clears throat> Two grand? No. Jenny, what do you think? What there do you isn't... think you're paying for a... Uh, it's not that high. It can't be that high. It's more than two. It's not more than two. It can't be. Is it? I'm looking at you. Is it? Yeah, go on then. How much is it then, if it's not that? £1,325. Oh, so I was way over. Yeah, okay. All right. You were way Yeah, over. Mr. Moneybags here. Kind of more than... <laughs> is, yeah. that, is, that just, is that just for the snowboard? That's just the deck. Oh, my God. See, then you'll need bindings so, and the Montclair outfit. Ollie, if you meant the whole setup, then, yeah, two grand. No, I just thought that... Because I, I, I didn't actually base it so much on Sean White I, and his brand. I, I just thought that Montclair was just one of those really stupid brands that charge, like, 500 quid for a T-shirt. But maybe I'm just way off. No, I think they yeah. are. I think they are. Shall we do... Um, we do you want to do a little bit of a snow report? Oh, yes, I want report. This will make me Come feel on. like I'm actually there, which I am in the Log Cabin Podcast studio. All right. Look out the window, everybody. That's the best yeah. way to see what the weather's Damn. doing. Or alternatively, just ask Ed Lee, because he showed me a little tip. Head over to snowforecast.com, where they have got a snow overview section, or what I'd like to call the snowverview. <laughs> Christ. Uh, um, but basically, it's been a very good week for snowfall in many of the world ski regions. Perhaps the best news coming from North America, where the uh, kind of the east and west coasts of, uh, of the country have, in many cases, seen their real first decent dump of the season. The Alps has seen up to a metre of snow, and that's made the base depths even better than what they already were. So conditions... Very good for those looking lucky enough to be in Europe right now. There's also been a temperature drop and plenty of snowfall across Western Europe, and that brings way better conditions to the Alps. Um, basically, we're seeing lower temperatures, snowfall right down to the valleys. So, yeah, good news for the traditional ski resorts that do have the lower slopes between 1,500 metres. And now we get those picture postcard views of the white roofs and winter trees and steam and smoke coming up from all the log cabins. Oh, Stop it. <laughs> but check this out. Good news if you're heading to Japan because the uh, snow forecast there for the next six to nine days is all Japan. It's Japan, Japan, Japan. <laughs> if you're heading to Japan. These people with their you're fucking Montclair snowboards and their fucking big stupid... Shut up, Tim. I'm just jealous. But I like the snow forecast. I enjoyed that very much. Have you both seen mm. the snowboard doing the rounds? I got sent this on um, a lower back pain WhatsApp chat. Um, <laughs> full of old men. Basically, it's um, a snowboard with what is looks like a car tire no wedged to the back with Meccano shut up shut up no shut up we've all seen it yes it's rubbish it's pointless what lower back pain whatsapp group tell me about this this is way more interesting (laughs) (laughs) because that well we've all got we've all got this so there's a load of like aging old snowboarders from back in the day all the basically all the guys that i used to race slalom against and uh (laughs) 
<laughs> on dry slopes back in the day. And it's the, the, the WhatsApp chat's called Lower Back Pain. And if, <laughs> and if ever you want to like moan about the state of snowboarding, you do it on That's there. That's amazing. Basically you've, got about, you've got about five or six other people that are more than happy to moan along with oh, you. That, oh, oh, there's something so... That's made you even more endearing for some reason. I don't know why. I <laughs> <laughs> Well, I told you I had that one, I had a half day in Flacow and I could barely walk the next day. Well, this morning I woke up, I was like, oh, God. Oh, ah. I give zero so, yeah. fucks about that electric snowboard. I, all I care about is that WhatsApp group. <laughs> well, I'm going to be, I, I, can, I, can you, I'm going to be totally honest, I haven't seen it. What? This is how oh. out of the loop I am. Is it awful? What? Tell me. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a snowboard and it's got a massive hole in the tail and it's got a, car tyre with studs that sticks on the back oh, of it and you have to wear it. a massive battery pack that's like the size of <laughs> half of a rucksack <laughs> oh, okay. the most impractical thing you've ever seen in it's your life and but if you find it on Instagram the best thing of course are the comments um, oh yeah okay great the one that made great. me laugh the mo- most was does this come with the does the price of this board include the cost of surgery to remove the battery pack <laughs> from your spine after crashing <laughs> Um, which really made me laugh. Good. So yeah, that was I'm good. I'm going to try that. Oh, hang on. Who's that? It's Gertz. Oh, Gertz who? With a high voice. <laughs> Gertz Werner. Hey! Yes, come in, come in. Come on in. Sit down. Take a seat. I don't think I've ever heard your voice go that high, Gertz. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. Um, Loved it. How are you, Jenny? Oh, I'm good. Hang on a minute. We need to intro you. Wait there one minute. Well, take take your snowboard boots off. Yeah. Can we get you a drink? Would you like a drink? Yes, please. What do you want? Well, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, everyone else in between, please welcome to the Apre Log Cabin, a man who used to have shoulder length blonde dreadlocks we'll get into that later on he moved to the uk when he was just 22 moved to the city of islington he's an arsenal fan a Werder bremen fanatic he started snowboarding back in 1993 he's a director a filmmaker with an incredible movie on netflix right now called race to the summit we'll get into that later on this man has interviewed every single ski and snowboard pro there is he's also well into his music and has worked with the likes of david guetta and Dizzy Rascal. Whoa. It's only your favourite Anglophile. It's Gertz Werner! Woo, 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 woo. Good evening, Tim. Willkommen in the log cabin. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Gertz, we've never uh, met, we've Ollie. never met um, uh, yeah, ever yeah, before, Ollie. but I've heard Jenny and no, Tim talk about true. you on multiple occasions, and they can't uh, help themselves when they talk about you to just instantly slip into your voice so it's nice to (laughs) hear your voice a little bit good i'm glad that you like to hear my voice they all like my voice i think yeah what's mulschlucker oh he's like right so ed lee's just helping us on saying say mulschlucker but i know now that's a rude word go on what's mulschlucker it's like rubbish swallower oh is it translated yeah it's like But that's a Ed's favourite. <laughs> a garbage word. No, Ed's got better German, really. Does it? Ed's back from the kitchen <laughs> to add to the Gertz. No, the direct chat. English translation is garbage swallower. Yes, yeah, but game. whenever you're in, whenever you're in France, and it says Vidor Durs, rubbish shoot, Mulschlucker. <laughs> so being seasonaires and thinking that we were pretty much trilingual by this stage, we decided that pump and mine Mulschlucker. <laughs> 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 Very good German. German I knew. So Gertz, come on, start the start. Why how how did you end up in the UK? Uh, I went there to study. I went to university there and then I never left. And uh, I just yeah, ended up sort of starting to work there and uh, obviously working in all over the place. Just really. a fraction uh, obviously well. working all over the place really, but it's always yeah, become my home basically. Nice. Wait, yeah. Tim, how did, when did you and me first meet Gertz? Was it at a Brits or something? Where was it, Possibly, Gertz? Yeah, or snow bombing? Snow bombing. I wouldn't know exactly where, Jenny. But I've, I mean, all, you know, that lot here, Tim, Ed, I've known for many, many years, mainly through Adidas Iwest trips here in Larks in like the late 90s, that was. 
And so I've always had that connection with the British snowboard scene. And Jenny, I think it was only a few years later. We met also in Whistler, Jenny. I don't know if you remember yeah. when Cybra, Elliot yeah. Leaf, all of you guys uh, did a season there. And we came over to film something for Chili Factor. Uh, yes. We filmed, yes. We filmed like these guys, Dave Craig, Groups of Hazard, the snowmobile videos, all sorts. But that's when we came and saw all you guys in Whistler as well. That's bloody ages ago, isn't it? So chicken and the egg scenario with you, what came first? Was it t working in TV and TV directing or was it snowboarding? What no, were you snowboarding, doing snowboarding. I, so went snowboarding. Snowboarding. We, we, I went snowboarding. We drove from northern Germany. My first place, I went to Kaunertal in Austria. Yeah. And that's in, that was like 93, 94, before I moved to England. I went snowboarding, but because I lived in northern Germany, it was a bloody long journey, but we didn't, we didn't <laughs> care. We, we wanted to go, you know, I used to skate a little bit, and that was the thing. Oh, is that, so that's how you found snowboarding, because you you're in landlocked yeah, yeah. Bremen, yeah, like yeah. no mountains near there. Nothing. So how did you find snowboarding? Well, you're literally was, in skate mags. Yeah, yeah, and what's the thing? You know, I had a maid who'd done it and told us about it, and we are like, bloody hell, we're having some of that. And then, I mean, it was, a, it was so dead cheap, though. I mean, we literally, no money whatsoever. VW Golf, four board bags, tiny, cheapest hostels in, like, in Kaunatai. Yeah. But it was great, obviously. Loved it. Amazing. So, and then did you, so then when did the mo producing all that, did that come from snowboarding, or was that completely separate? No, not really. No, no, no. I, when I, well, yeah, to an extent. I mean, when the first thing I really did was a video called Super Low 8, which was a video uh, for a magazine called Lowdown Magazine, which is magazine yeah. friends of mine do in Berlin. And that was in the, yeah, again, like 96, 7 or something. I just lived uh, in London for a little bit. And uh, I met these guys again here in Larks, which is random. Yeah. And, um, but that's how it started, really. So we filmed that with old Super 8 cameras. I didn't even film snowboarding parts for that. I, just, I filmed a couple of skate part in New York, Keith Hafnagel, Danny Super, Vinnie Ponte, some of the artist bits, Goldie, Fortec. Uh, uh, various bits for that really and then I started working for a production company uh, while I was at uni, a German production company, as a runner first, started a bit of running, started then filming a bit and soon helping to direct things and that's how it sort of all started really but that's a long well, time Well I feel ago. like we've we've sort of jumped like really really far ahead very very quickly because uh, you know Tim and Jenny reliably informed me that you, you've you're, you're like a, a staple in, in the British snowboarding world how did that happen? How did you start to sort of infiltrate? <laughs> I make it sound like I made you sound like a bad guy. You <laughs> infiltrate the British. Me, me and Maggie Werner, we were the two infiltrators. Yeah. Same surname as well. Yeah, he yeah. was Leslie McKenna's boyfriend back then. We were the only two Germans, and it, it happened really mainly through these Adidas eyewear trips here in Larks, I think actually, yeah. because that's where I met literally everyone. Tim, Ed, uh, Nick Hamilton, uh, Hame, the various Hamishes, uh, Christian, old, Stevenson. Christian Stevenson, all the people. There were two trips I think we had here in Larks for Adidas eyewear, and uh, where I worked, we started the first bits of filming as well, and that's how I met literally half of the UK snowboard. And that was work. That was work that you got. So you got work through Adidas basically, and then they sent you off to go and go and film. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. And then you just hit it off with a, bunch of English well, a lot with a bunch of English snobos. I pissed a lot with a bunch of English snobos. Jesus Christ, the man next to me here, Nick Hamilton. I wouldn't want to go into details, what happened, but we had a, <laughs> a few good nights here. Definitely. How was it? How was it different so, though? Like, I, I, and I'm pretty sure this is a long time ago. But was, what was the snowboarding scene like in Germany? Like, and how was it different? Was it was it different? I mean, it, it, when when I first started, it was no one did it. I mean, it's, that's a long time ago, isn't it? So, like. 30 years ago it was literally you know obviously few people did it was really small kind of thing but then quickly soon later in the mid late 90s I got bigger quite quickly I think but um, yeah when I first started it wasn't a big thing really so then you that's how long you've been doing it is you've been it was the classic and we've, we spoke about I spoke about this the other day with with a friend and if you saw someone else with a Burton snowboards t-shirt on or a, or a pair of Vans, it was like, whoa, you must be a snowboarder, you know? And yeah, it's... yeah, very much, especially coming from northern Germany. Not many, it was like four or five of us who did it. And then we did other, we went then to Larks here as well, drove to bloody Val d'Isère from Bremen, <coughs> which is a bit <laughs> stupid to think about in hindsight. I mean, it's a long way Yeah, just to go snowboarding. But hey, it's, you know, that's... It's what it, you did. That's what we... You and know. then, so you... you was it ever a, a case of you, you were doing it for love? You were, there was never a point where you were thinking, oh, I'm good, I could be a pro, or you nah, were aiming to nah. be a pro or win contests? Nah, nah, not really. You just wanted nah. to immerse yourself in that culture? Well, I was just like riding. And yeah. I was decent enough, and like, but yeah, no, not a pro. Was... And then the whole culture side of it, you just picked up and you, you were 
you know, you, you just immerse yourself in the culture. Like you said, you skated already, you're really into your music, into your drum and bass, that kind of stuff as well. And it, it's yeah, just yeah, that's, kind that's of... when I moved to London, really. That's when the whole like music side of things really kicked in much more because, yeah, I mean, where I first lived in London, Metalheads, a seminal drum and bass night was literally 10 minutes from my student halls. And so I spent a lot of time there when I was young. Amazing. Okay, but really, the reason being, while I really got into it, was to be honest, was there was a club called Blue Note, which was in Hoxton Square in, in you know, well, in, in, in East London. Yeah, yeah, East London. It was 10 minutes from my student halls. And back at that time, four of the probably most influential music labels at that time had their club <laughs> nights there. So it was Ninja Tunes, Mowax, Acid Jazz, and Metalheads on Sundays. Those oh four labels. God. And it was like, I mean, yeah, it was incredible. And we, I went there, literally spent sometimes four nights in a row a week went out there basically smashing first year student in london mate that's what you do (laughs) and um so uh yeah no it was fantastic and like it's an absolute musical lessons for me i learned so much about it and quite quickly i got into yeah the filming especially drum bass side of things i really got into the you know whole drum bass thing and then we filmed with goldie and i did a lot of things with a lot of drum bass acts really back in the early days so back then you were almost filmer of that side of the sport and the culture first and then the sports side came after yeah yeah really i mean lowdown magazine again i did yeah. a bit of skate filming for that but then the real sort of snowboard jobs came a bit later in, in a way yeah um yeah what was it like in the that the sort of the drum and bass scene and you know working with all those guys and filming i mean what i mean it was a different era so what were you filming for where were those where was it going? I mean, all sorts of things. I mean, the first thing, again, Lola Magazine, then we started I started working for a program called The Chili Factor, which was a production company called SSM Free Sports. And they basically, in all fairness, needed directors, producers who had contacts in that world, especially on the music side of things. And that was a, like a show that, you know, featured the culture of it all. And um, so, yeah, we did a lot of, you know, features for them, for all sorts of, a lot of hip-hop, UK hip-hop artists as well. That's what I was you know, involved in quite early on as well. And uh, so, yeah, it was a great time. I loved it. I kind of, first time I really immersed myself into that sort of, you know, music side of things. It was just there on my doorstep as well. That's yeah. what I, loved I love that you're yeah. just like, yeah, I just I just did it. Like you just stepped up and was like, I've got this. I'm going to do this. You just have the balls to be like, uh, you, you didn't do it any kind of, there was no... Pr- I don't know. It feels like you just stepped in and went, "Yeah, I'll cover that. I'm, I'm on it. I've got this. I'll produce this. I'll produce that." Why? Well, yes, that is. Even as a student, I, you know, my parents, you know, weren't rich or anything. They, you know, I mean, they sort of first supported me a little bit, but very quickly, I had to earn my own money, obviously. Yeah. And so even at uni, I had to work. So yeah, that's cool. what I Luckily okay. enough, I was really lucky. But then I kind of, you know, had a bit of talent. Hopefully worked relatively hard so i quite quickly ended up working solidly in london which was great and um so you were doing like yeah, you were doing loads of the music stuff then and then did you how did that then sort of like coincide with the snowboarding stuff did that happen simultaneously or did you sort of like actively seek out more stuff within snowboarding because you just wanted to go out to the mountains now to be honest yeah that that chili factor program that's when we did the first snowboard shoots and whatever and then i got approached by O'Neill actually, Bernard Ritzer, he was the marketing director for O'Neill. And he had seen a couple of bits I'd done for this Chili Factor program, they liked it. And then the German production company called Quattro Media came in, who I still work for now. And that sort of, from then on, it just, you know, it developed really. And I uh, did quite a lot of work for O'Neill in the, in the glory days, <laughs> when we went to Tahiti and the Maldives. And, Doing and, a lot of surf content yeah, as surf well. Yeah, surf content, s- snowboard content, but there was a lot of money around in the industry back then. Where Companies like O'Neill, Quicksilver really spent money for productions. And uh, that's obviously not really happening anymore in a different way. It's a different world anyway, completely, you know, different type of filmmaking. Everything has changed in, in that way anyway. There's almost nowhere to, to, to dine out on that stuff anyway. You know, like back in the day, everyone watched Chili Factor. Everybody watched um, Free Sports on Four. It was, you know, those magazine-style shows. You had a bit bored of skateboarding. A bit of Bored Stupid, exactly. You had all these programmes in the late 90s and then early 2000s. And if you wanted to see... You couldn't just go on Instagram and watch some guy double-corking. You'd have to... Saturday mornings. So, actually, it, it became those... They became real crucial nuggets of media, didn't they? Those 15-minute VTs from the British Champs or... It, 
the Adidas team trips or the O'Neill trips to Tahiti. Those, those, and you, you never know, knew what you were going to get, didn't you? Like Transworld Sport was the no, one that I always remember. That was the one yes. that I would go downstairs to go and watch early in the morning. I, I can't remember if it was a Saturday or Sunday, but you just go down early in the morning to go and watch it. It was on at like yeah. half six in the morning or something. And you could end up getting kabaddi, but you might also get snowboarding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you might get some snowboarding. <laughs> yeah. you'd, be, you'd get some skateboarding or something like that. And it was just, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, exactly right what you said is similar. And even for me, when I first moved to England, bought stupid things like that, I was like, oh, wow, like to show, like, you know, snowboard programs here on English television. Yeah. And then, I mean, really late on, jumping a bit, but ending, for me, working on Ski Sunday with all of you. Yes. With you. Yeah. It was for me like, yeah, that's great, you know, like, that's a benchmark, historic sort of program in the UK. Well, yeah, and a lot of people listening, a lot of our listeners will be like, all oh, right, Gertz, just so you know, listeners, is behind a lot of the features that are on Ski Sunday and yeah, uh, yeah like di- producing and directing and you know basically telling me what to do and where to go it goes like this Tim do Tim. that again but less shit yeah. with, uh, for the 19th time Tim come on <laughs> no he doesn't he I doesn't love, I love it so much I mean that's one of the things but coming back to you know how I got into you know the British snowboard scene but now whatever 20 years later working with Ed Tim Jenny John O'Verity yeah all sorts of people from that world it's just brilliant and i love it it's a, it's a nice sort of you know the things have come full circle and it's just yeah. is there any like standout snowboard like moments like that that you've been involved in that you've f- produced or filmed or watched and you're just like oh my god i'm in this i mean it might it might be something at the lax open but i mean anything else other than that that you were involved in because i know awesome. I, there, there definitely has to be but you've probably got so many yeah, I mean, there are loads, but I mean, one t- time, of, I don't know, one of the benchmark programs I probably directed was one of the very, the, the second Arctic Challenge, 2001 Arctic Challenge, uh, which was obviously Terje Harkonsen's event. And uh, yes. to be there to, you know, see Sean White as a 15-year-old, Nicholas Müller, Danny Kars. I mean, the list is long. Ed Lee also there with me. And it was, a, you know, the, the, the quarter pipe contest was in Holman Collin in Oslo, where Heike Sosa did that ridiculous, like, nine-meter, whatever, backside. Yes! Yeah. Uh, to witness that live, to be there literally just in front of me was absolutely insane. And then the, the half-pipe contest in Hampshire with all these guys, Sean as a 15-year-old, Nicholas Müller at his best. Uh, and then we went up, not many, but some riders to Lofoten Islands, <laughs> Again, Sean, Heike Sosa, Cherche Oscar Boers, to see them in that environment. At Lee, my wingman, always there as well. It was fantastic. It was like one of those, you know, it's a long time ago. And that kind of opened quite a few doors for me, I guess, in that snowboard world as well, because we did a few good programs and, and content for Terry and that event. And that was yeah, great. Would it be your yeah. specialist subject in Mastermind? It Would snowboarding be it? Because you sound like you kind of, you know everyone. Well, it could, yeah, it could be one, but um, Werder Bremen would be the specialist subject, right? <laughs> That's where you get... <laughs> Doesn't your sister's the TV director for the screens, or was? She, is, the... she still does it once in a while. I mean, yeah, yeah, she still does it. Like, uh, she's done that for years. Amazing. Brilliant, because I get tickets. Family <laughs> affair down there, Werder Bremen. <laughs> Family affair, yeah. No, but that, that probably would be my specialist subject. But yeah, snowboarding is good second. A couple of music subjects, I'm quite knowledgeable as well, I guess. Uh, so let's let's we don't want to keep you too long because the powder is falling out there Gertz and I know you're a frother I know you want to get snowboarding but I, I want to talk a little bit obviously I think we've touched on it TV wise you, you've literally interviewed the great and the good of, of all kinds of free sports you've done all that kind of stuff but music wise um, I know earlier you mentioned Goldie that's a bit more old school but um, you've worked with loads of amazing musicians but the, the, tell them the good story the good one Dizzy you know Dizzy Rascal yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He's uh, Dizzy is the one I worked with for a couple of years quite closely. I did direct two music videos for him and did also documentary for Channel 4 with him. And we sp- ended up spending quite a lot of time in that period. And yeah, it was a good laugh. And he's nice. He's a lovely guy. And um, great opportunity, obviously, doing uh, you know videos for him. And, music um, videos, like, yeah, yeah, full on Dizzy Rascal music videos. Full on Dizzy Rascal. That is amazing. And he was sound. To be honest, he was a lovely guy. He was always um, really, you know, when we worked, it was big sets, you know, all the crew. He talked to people. He said thank you to people. And he was a, he was a great guy to work with. What did you have him do? What what videos did you do? Well, well, what I, did did you? I did one called Off to Work, which uh, is uh, <laughs> quite interesting because I always 
with the music videos I've done, and I've done a few in that sort of UK hip hop field, and grime, whatever. Um, I wanted to do not the typical videos. So, so the Dizzy video, for example, uh, off to work, he's rapping about you know street work, people shooting people, whatever. So, but I put it all into different contexts and have it in real work life situations. So he was basically a post boy in an office. He worked in a kebab shop. No he, way. Uh, worked as a traffic warden. He uh, was uh, the prime minister with a Sherry Blair lookalike. <laughs> so, uh, it's quite a I, I different take on. Uh, and he was great. I mean, to do that in all these, you know, some hip hop acts would have said, "Fuck off," you know, I'm not going to dress like mm. that. But, but he, he was cool with he it. He was a great. And, um, wow. and uh, we also shot it all, I lived in Baton Green for a long time, we shot it all locally, so used my kebab shop, uh, which I used to go to, uh, we used Pilici Cafe in Baton Green Road, which I was a customer for many years, no as way. our little crew set up, uh, the traffic warden scene is in Baton Green Road, oh, that's so, so it's cool. a very local East London uh, video in that way as well. Well he's from Bo as well isn't he? He's so from he's Bo, from just and you've, and that's the name of the Channel 4 documentary, Bo Select. And you've, Bo Select. you've kept with the times as well, because you've, you've done stuff with Netflix as well, so you're like you're you've, you know you've you've gone from way back in the old tv vhs days and now back you know to the streamers yeah. yes i guess you have to and um that's yeah no that's true yeah no i've done that yeah gertz has indeed done an amazing uh, movie it's on netflix called race to the summit um documentary tell us about it um yeah i had uh, the idea i met danny arnold one of the two protagonists, one of the two climbers in there uh, in 2018 or 19 it was, uh, we did the Trechime climb for him, all the <coughs> clips, the filming for the uh, production for that with Quattro Media. And then um, during lockdown, I was sort of thinking about ideas. What whatever. can I do? And I thought always it was quite interesting because I knew about the rivalry with him and Uli Steck. And uh, I, I always thought the type of climbing they do is just so out of mm. this world and it's so fascinating free solo climbing, most of the big north faces. Why would people do that? All, you That's know, the free so just uh, again, just for if you don't know, free, free soling, free climbing without ropes. Yeah, not all of them they did completely free solo. They had sometimes ropes with them, uh, which is then only a solo. But Danny, for example, on six of the north faces he did, I think on two of them only used the rope, the others oh. completely without. And I, I mean, that's crazy stuff really and, uh, yeah yeah no yeah an interest so i had the idea and then it's quite a long process to get it onto netflix but it worked out well and uh it's a, a long production but uli steck interesting experience it's that so it's, it, yeah uli steck so he um i had the pleasure of meeting him at one point actually this is many years ago but he he died didn't he doing the doing one of his climbs like which he was you know he he basically sprinted up mountains that's effectively what he was doing he might as well have been yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he died, I think it was just sort of while he was preparing for a climb more than anything. But yeah, he died in 2017, tragically. Mm. But I mean, that's what both of these guys, that's what the film is about as well. It's about the speed records on these North faces. Mm. Because especially early, he was the first guy to do it, the sort of pioneer. And Dan, Danny later, they literally sprinted up these mountains. And it's uh, pretty uh, crazy. What, what's it like to see? What's it like to see him climb? Yeah, you know what? scary really like when we did the very last climb which we filmed before the film was commissioned it was in 2021 before the film was commissioned with netflix and when sort of his big sponsor back then mammoth who isn't his sponsor anymore they weren't quite convinced of you know if the project happened so it was in between i kind of felt i was a bit responsible i was there and uh, just seeing him do it i just it's stressful really it is and it's like i just oh. thought don't you know, just don't fall please <laughs> please yeah, we did. <laughs> please don't fall yeah it's not commissioned yet please don't fall <laughs> no but just it's we like, haven't done the end link yeah, yeah. please don't no, fall. not like that even it's like just oh. it's just it's tense isn't it yeah. and it, it's such steep dangerous walls mm. and um and he was he had robes with him for one particular part he didn't use them but mostly he's well free climbing it and just you know one slip sometimes then that's that and um, yeah it's scary really but a great film. Thank you very much. It's really good. And I do implore you to go and watch it, Race to the Summit. It's really good. It's really good. And it's got just quite a brilliant ending. And it's, Don't it's ruin a bit it. sad and it's a bit thought-provoking. And it's, yeah, it's well done, man. Thank Proud you of you. Much. Well, speaking of uh, getting um, to the summit, should we, should we up on the chairlift? Yes. The chairlift. Stop for a moment to think about the detail of them when you're sat on one and you're too late. Your brain is on a one-way ticket to imagining your demise. A snap 
followed soon after by a big bloody crack. And then you're dead. What's best to do is engage in conversation, a chatter, a natter with the nearest person. And that's what this part is all about. Yes, spinning yarns. Uh, That's all we ask of you in chairlift chat. Give us your best mountain story. Whoa, it's a difficult one. What in terms of best? What do you mean? Funny... What mountain story? Snowboarding. Keep it legal. You um, can choose. You can choose, Gets. You can choose. Actual real riding, snowboarding story, more on the party side of things, being out in the resort. Oh, look at this. It's like it's yeah, like a smorgasbord. He's like, here you go, take your pick, guys. What do you want? It's like F- a big box of chocolates. Funny. Yeah. I want funny or shredding or party. One of those. It's probably not come across yet in this, but he is an absolute frother. <laughs> For snowboarding, <laughs> any possible. When we went to Canada and filmed Max Perot, it was bloody freezing, um, and we'd sort of done it all. It was getting late in the day, and he was like, "Oh, Jenny, just I can't. I'm not going to do your accent. Sorry, girl. You were going <laughs> to. I was going to. And I was like, Jenny, Jenny, <laughs> come on, like- let's go. Let's try and get another lap in before it closes. Before the lift closes. Do you not remember? And you were like, come on. And I was like, and I took your bag or whatever we were doing. And you were just like, yeah, charging. And you're just charging down the beach <laughs> laughing. And I was like, yes. It was like, it was like we were, I don't know, old school season airs or something. And we were just absolutely freezing. But it was, I loved it. I just, anyway. No, while, I- while you think, I will say this. I'll just back Jenny up that, yes, he is an absolute frother, Gertz. And when, more often than not when he's working here at the Lax Open and oh. directing or doing some questions, asking him questions from behind the camera and producing the kind of finish area. Um, he'll be out in the cold all day standing there and then the moment the contest finishes, he continues to stay out in the cold and just do snowboard laps. Yes. Proper, proper. I, yeah, you it. know what? I don't get to go that often these days. Still, you know, lucky enough to do these things and I go obviously, you know, on holidays as well. Yeah. Snowboard holidays. But... Yeah, it's good to be old and then I, you know, make the most of it. Yeah. I think Gertz is worried that he can't sort of tell a story that involves illegal things <laughs> or things that are because <laughs> now when it comes to those stories, again brings it back to the <laughs> brings it back to the whole UK snowboard community to some extent. But yeah. I, I tell you a good story. Uh, involves uh, uh, many over 40 veterans of this snowboarding world. <laughs> For quite a few years, I worked on the Burton US Open in Vail, Colorado. And uh, I think it was the second, la- in 2019, a few years ago. Anyway, there was a come together of uh, some of the most stellar minds and uh, uh, people in the UK, in the, in the snowboard industry worldwide. So there was Ed Lee, Nick Hamilton, uh, Julia Haricourt, Henry Jackson, uh, Tom uh, from what's his surname? Kings again? North. Copsey. Tom, Tom Copsey. Co- yeah, Copsey. I just said Jenny that. Said that yeah. Jenny yeah. said yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Jenny. Copsey. A <laughs> uh, few, couple of other guys, and it uh, quite quickly uh, deteriorated quite badly. But it was still funny, whatever. Anyway, there was a live director for IMG who uh, was more of a football guy, mm-hmm. and he was literally could not believe what happened to him. And at the end, he comes. Oh, like, yes, they are. Just in case you didn't hear that, Gus just whispering over here. Are all snowboard parties like this? <laughs> and, uh, and he basically left. He couldn't really. Yeah, he couldn't really deal with it. Bless him. But, oh um, my god. At Lee wasn't good. Time <laughs> and um, I woke up the next morning uh, in my hotel bed. My shins completely bust and a lot of blood in my bed. And I don't know how. That <laughs> it was. Uh, it was uh, one of those nights. There is basically. so and, much uh, edited out of that that it's not even got. St- oh, you'd have to use your yeah, imagination. Yeah, but literally, that story that was night. that story was. I went to a party. I woke up and my shins were na- shattered. That's what you just said. That's what. That's all I heard. Yeah. I didn't hear any of the detail. Uh, but I'm oh, enjoying sorry, filling in the blanks. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Edley is probably over his salsa right now, going no, no, shh, shh. <laughs> He's, he's literally standing right here. Yeah, okay. Let Ed finish the story I just... Oh, he's got a good bit as well. That was a good night. <laughs> Ed's less it? worried about... Different things <laughs> happened. I climbed up to a four-storey balcony and thought I was going to get thrown off it by some rocks. <laughs> but the best thing I did... I can't remember what hotel it was, but it had the biggest revolving door you've ever seen. And I bet everyone that I could stop it with just my head. <laughs> 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 It's the closest I've come to dying. Oh I had like a four-day headache. <laughs> it was so, and the worst bit is I didn't 
wasn't unconscious. It would have been better if it had knocked me out. But it just squashed my head at the temples. <laughs> so hang on, but you spun it round and you put no, your no, head. No, it was motorized. It was a motor- <laughs> each, each arm of the door was like five meters long, so the outside edge of it was probably doing about forty k's an hour. Uh, and no. the frame was there. <laughs> and I just put my head into the frame, and this door hit it. And I can feel the pain now as I talk about it. Oh, Where were you, Gert? Were you? It was a very good night, Ed. It was a very good night. You see, that's the bad influence of people like Ed Lee, though. Otherwise, I wouldn't do these things. But you know, um, that's just what can I say? Oh my God! What can I say? Oh, oh dear! Satan whopper oh cock. God. Very good. At least we both survived as well. Anyway, my shins were fucked up. Um, hey, we're at the top. Pull the bar up, quick. Let's go. Let's go. Top. It's an interesting place. To be here is awe-inspiring. I mean, look at it, you feel godly, on top of the earth, like no one else is here, apart from that loud group from Surrey quaffing Perio-Jouet and eating chips, the twats. Anyway, from here, the only way is down, and the only way down is to make tracks. In this part of the podcast, we want you, Gertz, to bring us your best three tunes for the mountains so that's like one for getting ready before you actually get on the slopes one that you would shred to and when, then once you've come off the mountain apres because you are definitely the kind of guy that does a bit of apres so that oh yeah <laughs> I don't know if you that's so difficult that is. well you've got um, about six more seconds to think because let me say <laughs> that the three you pick will forever be immortalised in our uh, ultimate mountain playlist Jesus. on uh, okay, Spotify. Okay, I've got one to get ready to. Yeah. To, like, yeah LCD sound system. Ooh. Oh, baby. It's an oh, it's an amazing track. sort of the right vibe in the morning it's not too heavy but it's got this sort of wants to make you go so i love that well let's pretend it is a tune it is a tune so how much does music are you a music man all days like radio on in the morning playlist on yeah a lot yeah a lot i mean uh, yeah different types of uh, bbc radio six to be honest is the sort of normal yeah yeah station i listen to at home in the background in the kitchen when i'm cooking nice. i think it's by far the best uk radio station how good is Ray Charles in the afternoon fantastic I mean yeah. I, I love you know there's so many good good uh, DJs Huey like yeah, Huey Morgan great station. he's good Huey, Huey Morgan. Huey's good I mean the long long list of them really and then yeah no I like, and I still have a lot of vinyl records I like how do you know how do you know if someone's how do you know if someone is listening to BBC Six Music they tell you before you ask them <laughs> <laughs> I listen to Six Music as well though so don't worry I'm with yeah, you I mean, you know sometimes BBC Two as well. Not You're not yeah. that old. Yeah, but no, but Joe, no, but Joe Wiley. No, but Joe Wiley. Oh yeah, on the fucking night. amazing. Like her tune selection is outstanding, and uh, and she's I like her a lot. Like in terms <laughs> of, all right, you know, yeah, as a DJ. All right, yeah, chill out. Mate. Sorry, Joe. Chill out. You got a wife? I met her at um, snowbombing once actually. Did you? Yeah, yeah. She was good laugh. One of the early snowbombings where like uh, the whole BBC radio uh, rooster was there, amongst others, a guy that's been cancelled, which we won't name. Anymore. But, oh, um, yeah, was he but, there? Uh, yeah, he was there as well. He was a bit of an idiot anyway. My experience with Joe Wiley is, at Comet Relief, she did a 24-hour run on a running machine outside, like, the BBC studios. And she had different guests and people coming. And on the last, the like, five minutes of her run, she requested me, because I'd just done well in the Olympics in snowboarding so it's like a surprise no or whatever thing and like yeah we made it happen so I was running next to her on the running machine when she finished her 24 hour thing but the most <laughs> awful thing happened they're filming her live and as the machine is stopping and slowing down she tries to step off and her legs are like jelly <laughs> and you just eat shit and I was like oh, <laughs> I've got to find oh, this video oh, there's got to be somewhere and, uh, I was like, oh, all right, Joe. And it was just the most awkward telly moment. I was like, anyway, but that's what I know of Joe Wiley. But what were you about to say, Tim? Oh, I can't wait to find this. <laughs> oh, my God. That is, well, it's not going to be as good as that. That is incredible. <laughs> no, Joe Wiley, when she presents, she's got this little tick where she sucks through her teeth. So she'll be talking and then she'll oh, go like this. Oh, no, and, uh, you absolutely ruined that. You yeah. absolute dick. 
Oh my god! You don't notice it until you hear it, you and then dick. you can't unhear it. Sorry, guys. But anyway, it's uh, been a great oh, show. No. Yeah, and uh, it's so good to have you on. And uh, you've ruined it, Tim. You've ruined it, Tim. Sorry. I want the next track. But I love Joe White. I want the next track. Gertz, what's your t- yeah? What's your shred track now? Um, oh, very difficult again. You know what though? I'm going old school. The Clash, Garage Land. What a tune. Back in the garage with my bullshit I like, I just like, I've always loved The Clash. It gives away my age a little bit, but uh, it's such a, it's got such a drive and it's such a, just makes you want to go. So makes you want to go. That's what this tune has got to do. It's got to make you want to get out there and go mental. It's forever immortalised now on our uh, Spotify playlist making tracks. Do you, do you listen, do you listen while you, well, do you listen while you ride, Gertz? Do you actually have... No, I don't. No. Not, never, to be honest. That's a, I should have said that, really. But I thought that's a tune. Uh, but I, nah, while I'm riding, I just like to sort of be aware of my surroundings yeah, yeah. more. And I, I don't really... I've done it before, of course. And, um, but I don't really generally do it. And uh, I'm not really... I prefer to ride like this. It's almost the big E, isn't it? It's the apres tune. You've, are you... What, what are you, I know you love an apres. Are you boots off, clothes off, getting to the glad rags, or are you just straight to the bar? Oh, all sorts of different things have happened to me, you know, sometimes <laughs> straight to the bar, and back for God knows how many hours. Uh, sometimes, you know, no, nah, but to be honest, like 20 years ago, I would have had a different song now, but I now I, like my, my, my apres music is more relaxed, I think, these oh, days. Oh, okay. And, um, Glass of red wine relaxed. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, but no, it depends what sort of Après you do really, isn't it? But I, I'm generally not doing the uh, real après that much anymore these yeah. days. But uh, I don't know really. Um, I mean, to, to, to chill out and the tune to literally just listen to when you're relaxing. I love Roots Maneuver, mm. oh, British yeah. hip hop artist, and there's a track called um, Where Your Mind Is At. All uh, right. That's where your soul is at. Uh, absolutely beautiful, quite relaxed sort of Roots Maneuver tune. That so really Roots like. Maneuver, where. Y- where your mind is at. Where your mind is at. All One right. of his first, very early tunes, but it's yeah, beautiful. Where my mind is at is where my soul is at, and if my soul's intact, then my mind's intact. Where my mind is at is where my soul is at, and if my soul's intact, then my mind's intact. Girls, I'd say that's three very eclectic tracks we've had. Um, thank you very so much. thank you. They're on our playlist now. You nice. can listen. Link in the show notes, yep. Ollie, to the Spotify Yeah, actually, page. somebody asked we had a me. message, didn't we, on Instagram? Yeah, I, I saw. Know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot. I totally forgot to put it in the thing. But yeah, it's only on Spotify, because uh, I did get asked if it's on Apple. It's not. It's only on Spotify. I'll put the link in the show notes, I promise you. Gertz, it's been really lovely to, to meet you, because as I say, like Jenny, Jenny and Tim have spoken about you an awful lot. I'd, I would, breaking the fourth wall here a little bit, lifting the curtain, but I would love to meet you in person one day. Uh, that'd be a real, uh, a real pleasure. I want to hear more stories. I feel like... You have so many stories. You just you, you yeah. <laughs> a few. I've been around for a yeah, while, mate. You, nice to meet you as well, you, Ollie. Very nice. You don't to meet look you. it though. You look quite. You quite look quite doesn't young he? and, and virile, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can I quickly ask who are you most looking for? Like, what are you most looking forward to watching? Who? Which rider in the Lax Open? Because I know you still absolutely love watching all the shredding. I mean, the one rider I always absolutely love watching, Rene Renikangan. So, I mean, he's this boy just yeah. out of this world. Even seen today as well in training. Ridiculous. Love his style. Love everything about his riding. Rene, um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rene. He's just outstanding. There you go. There's there you so go, many folks. Here, Check though, that one yeah, out. For me, that's the one. He's a good shredder. Oh, oh, I love that you're going to be frothing at the top interviewing everybody. <laughs> Gertz, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you for visiting the log cabin. Thank you very um, much. Pleasure and being here. Lovely to chat to you. Yeah, uh, come anytime. You're welcome anytime. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Yeah, anytime. Boom. Look at that. Nice, man. Absolutely amazing. And, and close the door. Gertz, it's really drafty. Close the door, Gertz. Thanks, Gertz. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jenny. Cheers, Gertz. Nice bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. But seriously, bye. Gertz, you can go now. It's freezing. Close the door. Oh, isn't he nice? Yeah, what a lovely chap. Really lovely. Yes, absolutely love Gertz. Ah, oh, gonna look forward to seeing him again. What, out Ollie? What did I say to you before when we spoke? I said, uh, "What did I say about this man?" I said, "You said he's impossible to hate." 
and you are absolutely yeah. right. He he <laughs> he's he nice? really nice. Yeah, and and I tried really hard to hate him as well because I like proving you wrong, um, but I <laughs> I just couldn't. I mean, he is he is German, really. Oh no, I love the Germans. That's it though. That's it, guys. That's it. You're not allowed to like the Germans being British. You should know that. That's why we voted Brexit. Get out of that goddamn... No, I'm joking. Okay, that's it for another week of the APRA. Let's move in. Move along. Nothing to see here. We're going to be back next week for more. We cannot wait to be back next week, can we? No, cannot wait. In the meantime, though, please, we would love for you to get in touch with us with your mountain stories, uh, thoughts about the show, or anything else you feel like you should tell us uh email us um at the at gmail.com the at at gmail.com we definitely read them all don't we yeah absolutely tim like, well you, Ollie, you do don't yeah, i do uh you sure. can also follow yeah, us on instagram uh at the at pod this is also a great place to leave us a voice note jenny loves those voice notes get them in Woo-hoo! she wants to hear about your winter trips really we does. do as well i mean we love getting your voice notes and don't forget our discord as well which you can head to uh, which is, mm, I got it, uh, the Apray Podcast. Go and find it on Discord. Leave us a note like Kate Barney and Mike B did for this episode. Uh, also, subscribe, guys. Leave a review and tell your mates where they can find us. And we'll see you next um, week, shall we? how we like to yeah. grow it. Just the share, the organic share. And you're right, Ollie. We will see you next week. Bye! Bye! Bye.